Okay, hi everybody. Today's the 21st of November. It's Tuesday. We're doing the uh, talk now because Thursday is Thanksgiving. And whether you're from the United States who celebrates Thanksgiving or just get off and it's Thanksgiving, well, I hope you enjoy it. And it's also a long weekend for many people. I hope you enjoy that. And then I hope you know that since it's Thanksgiving, it means RSNA is not far behind. RSNA begins this Sunday, and hopefully that RSNA um, will be good this year. I'm sure a lot of new things, especially in AI, will be shown. There'll be some new scanners. Probably the attendance will be a little bit higher. And I'll be there for a couple days, and I'll, hopefully I'll see many of you there as well. So let's go through some things, and lung cancer screening has been around for a while. We were part of the original trials. Uh, remember, it was very controversial, should you do it? And now it's very well accepted. A good way of looking at lung cancer screening, particularly if you're trying to start up on it from a reimbursement perspective, go to the American College of Radiology site. The ACR site has lots of free information, including how to bill. It also tells you and shows you and explains and discusses how to run a screening program lots of good information. Their criteria for screening now, and this has changed over the years, uh, patients 50 to 80 uh, and 20 or more pack year smoking, remember it was more than 30, and these are patients who currently smoke or have quit within the past 15 years. When you look at the uh, ACR guidelines, the study of choice is not a plain radiograph, it's not an MR, it's not a chest CT with contrast, it's not a PET CT, it's a low dose CT scan without IV contrast material. Um, there are lots of articles, um, decisions have been made by the United States Preventive Services Task Force, which initially included patients aged 55 to 77, now, of course, we're at that 50 to 80, and people have been pushing 45, perhaps, and maybe less pack years. But again, it's something important. Uh, we talk about screening. Again, uh, patients will be followed yearly. We talk about how to read a CT scan uh, for screening, and I'm not gonna go through that with you because I'd have to show you some examples. But perhaps this year we'll have a lecture, I'm sure we will have a lecture on CT screening on CTSS. So it's gonna be helpful in that regard. Now, I wanted to use the screening theme as a way of talking about how radiology is moving towards screening. Now some stuff is accepted and some stuff is controversial and some stuff is a whip, work in progress. Controversial. A lot of things have been spoken recently, and I've gotten a million calls of people who've read in the paper about doing an MR and getting an MR. Uh, there's a company that, per VUSA or something like that, 2,500 bucks, head to toe, you get a MR for screening. A lot of celebrities, Kim Kardashian, I think is one of the investors. There's been a lot written about that. And I know they're opening one in Washington, which is why I got a lot of calls. Uh, you know, remember we did whole body screening. There were some good features, and I do believe it's a good thing to do if done correctly. The problem was incidentalomas. The problem was people overreading, 
Remember, people wrote articles that said they had 70% of the patients who came in who were healthy had positive studies that needed further action. We were under 5%, which I think is more logical. It's hard to imagine that 70% of patients walking on the street were asymptomatic or falling apart. So I am not going to recommend you get this MR scan. There will be a lot of noise about that. I'm sure none of it's going to be very scientific. It's a for-profit operation, so we'll see what happens and see if they survive longer term. Now, in terms of screening, virtual colonoscopy has been around for a while. The challenge with virtual colonoscopy is, let's be honest, nobody wants to do it. The reimbursement is poor, and it takes a while to do the study, read the study, and in an era of RVUs, nobody wants to do it. You gotta learn how to do it. There's a couple courses in the ACR that are good for that. But again, I do it, we read it, we're not, nobody is doing a lot of them. And in part, one of the challenges, of course, is colonoscopy is so good in getting better, and you can do biopsies, remove polyps, and so you end up getting the patients who really can't get colonoscopy. So it's really not mainstream. It's available, there's a code for doing it, but hard to get excited about it. We talk about cardiac CT screening. The simplest screening is calcium scoring. Now patients over age 45 or 50 are routinely getting calcium scoring. It's a very strong risk factor marker. It's easy to do, it's low dose. Um, you can do follow-up studies. It's a bit more controversial as the follow-up. Once you're on statins, is there a point of doing follow-up studies? Most people will say no, but that one study, I think, is something we're seeing most internists now getting from patients around age 50, and it's something worthwhile to do, regardless of your cholesterol. If your cholesterol is good, that's great, but again, you wanna make certain calcium scoring is in the picture. Now, what else? We could talk about ultrasound for screening for aortic aneurysms, particularly abdominal aortic aneurysms. That's done in many places. Some people are recommending doing ultrasound for ruling out DVT in certain groups of patients. And then comes pancreatic cancer, and let me speak a little bit about that. We do screen patients who are from high-risk groups for pancreatic cancer. We're typically doing EUS, or we're doing uh, MR or both of them. Um, we, we do CT as well, but there's a big push course of radiation for MR, particularly if you're going to follow patients for more than 10 years at least. Um, in high-risk patients, patients with family members with pancreatic cancer, it's a reasonable thing to do. Mike Coggins here, uh, Mimi Cantos are some of the big proponents in GI, and I can give you more information about that, but it's select patients that are able to be screened. And um, I think it's working out very well. The results are strong. We are doing lots of work with AI for pancreatic cancer detection. And then the question is, how would we use it? And our goal would be that every time someone had a scan over age 40 or 50, regardless of the reason, not rule out pancreatic cancer, but abdominal pain, trauma, you name it, we would do a Look at the CT with AI to look for early pancreatic cancer. You can argue, is that possible, but you're going to need AI to get really good. Now, I'm looking at my phone. 
Lei Lu, who's a computer scientist at Alibaba, which is the main Chinese company on AI, sent me a note yesterday that he and his group out of Shanghai just published an article literally on this topic. They looked at thousands of patients with non-contrast CT, non-contrast CT, and they basically used this as a screening mode. They trained on 3,208 patients. Their AUC was 90, 0.98 to 0.99 for lesion detection in a multi-center trial of 6,239 patients. It outperformed the mean radiologist's performance by 34.1% in sensitivity and 6.3% in specificity. Now you realize we, and the study's called PANDA, it sounds like a Chinese study, they just took our pandas from Washington. But forgetting the title, those are incredible results, particularly since we know, I mean, I always know that if you have a pancreatic cancer, it's small, you're not gonna see it on non-contrast. But they're saying the opposite, that AI can do it. And they weren't doing radiomics, remember, people have done radiomics on pre-diagnostic scans. So they're saying that because they can do this with such accuracy, and non-contrast CT can be low dose, perhaps you could do screening for pancreatic cancer, real screening. And again, this PANDA model, and to say, you, the first thing you'll say to me as well is it was probably in a crappy journal, but it was in a very good journal, Nature Medicine, which is a highly ranked journal, and there's an editorial that goes along with this article. So we congratulate, now I haven't read it carefully, I saw the results, I need to read it some more, like what size lesions are they talking about? And then also I have to be convinced that non-contrast is accurate on small lesions, and I'm not convinced about that. But nevertheless, it shows the push for screening. I think we are doing lung cancer screening, it's paid for, it's front and center, it's mainstream. We do breast cancer screening with mammography, we do virtual colonoscopy here and there, but pancreatic cancer may be the next thing in a neighborhood near you. So we'll get back to you. We'll keep looking and thinking and working on AI, but as AI gets better, be prepared for more work in the screening mode in body imaging. And with that, I wish everybody a great day.